After nearly three decades covering the Buffalo Bills, this guy knows what he's talking about. Welcome to Sal Speak, the place to be for hard-hitting analysis from Sal Majorana of the Democrat and Chronicle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Sal Speak podcast. I am Sal Majorana, and it is Monday afternoon, a little later than I usually get this pod up after a Bills game, but it was a late night, so I hope you cut me some slack. Um... Tremendous night for the Bills. I mean, that was, you know, I'm getting tired of using the word statement games with this team because when you get to be as good as the Bills have been this year, you, you shouldn't be making statements. You should be expected to win games, be competitive every week, and that's exactly what the Bills have been. And they've also beaten some very good teams this year. So enough with the statement games. They've made their statement. They're a legitimate contender for the AFC Championship this season, and if you weren't convinced of that before Sunday night, you should be now because the Steelers, even though that was a team that was a little bit banged up on defense, it's a very, very good defense, one of the best in the NFL, but they were without question missing some key guys, um, you know, but still a pretty good defense. The Bills shook them down in the second half. They controlled the game, um, rallied from a 7 nothing deficit early, and just put it to the Steelers throughout the entire second half. Um, The third quarter, the Bills scored two touchdowns on excellent drives by Josh Allen. You know, Stephon Diggs had a huge role in that. And the Steelers, you know, for as good as they are on defense, T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick and all these guys, they had no answers for the Bills in that third quarter. It was a tremendously impressive performance and it really decided the game and then in the fourth quarter when Levi Wallace made that interception with seven minutes to go you know that game is still a two possession um, a two possession game you never know but the Bills just hammered it down and they ran out the final seven minutes and 11 seconds something I really didn't think the Bills were capable of because they've had so much trouble running the ball this year but they were able to do it they literally wore the Steelers down And that's a game that the Steelers can't feel too good about because they're usually the team that imposes their will, right? It's been a Steelers calling card, you know, going back to Chuck Knoll 50 years ago. That's what the Steelers have always done. And the Bills flipped the script. They were the team that carried the fight, especially in the fourth quarter. And the Bills are 10-3, and and they're on the brink of an AFC's championship. Just a really impressive uh, night all around. And what I liked, what I really liked about this game is that the Bills started off on offense absolutely horrible, right? I mean, the the Steelers were winning uh, in the first half. They were winning the battles in the trenches. Josh Allen was off. Um, You know, Dawson Knox had a fumble. It was just a sloppy mess. Um, the The first five Bills possessions ended in three punts and two turnovers. They were going nowhere. And then they got it together, finally. They drove down for that field goal um, just inside the two-minute mark of the second quarter. And then the play of the game occurred when Taron Johnson stepped in front of that pass from Ben Roethlisberger that was intended for Juju Smith-Schuster. Makes a great read, a great break on the ball. Made the catch, which is always useful for a defensive back and just ran 51 yards untouched to the end zone. And, you know, it seems like every week, games, there's a turning point in a game. But they aren't always quite as obvious. That one, to me, might have been the most obvious turning point of of a momentum swing, at least, in a Bills game this year. You know, obviously there's been some plays 
that were huge that led to Bill's victories. You know, one off the top of my head, you can recall that the pass interference penalty against the Rams on that fourth down play that really was kind of a ticky-tack call. Without that call, the Bills lose that game, but it was a key, key turning point because they went on to win the game in the closing seconds. So there's been plays like that during the year. (laughs) The Hal Murray, of course, was the biggest one of all. That's the ultimate turning point when you literally snatch a victory or a defeat from the jaws of victory there. Uh, But this one with Taron Johnson, I thought, was such a big game changer because without that play, who knows what really happens in the second half, right? The Steelers go into the break feeling pretty good about themselves, at least on defense. And then to give that play up and after really dominating the entire first half to be trailing uh, 9-7 to at halftime had to be a punch in the gut for the Steelers. And then with the Bills getting the ball uh, to start the third quarter, um, they went right down the field, eight plays, 68 yards. Josh Allen, you know, rediscovered Stephon Diggs on that drive and ends up hitting him for a 19-yard touchdown that made it 16-7. to That was, that was a big moment of the game. We know the Bills have struggled in third quarters this year, but to take that, to take that second-half kickoff and march it right down the field was a big point in the game because it established some control. I mean, again, you don't know which way that game's going to go at 9-7, to but coming out in the third quarter and putting that touchdown up, I think was very important. And then, of course, uh, after a quick Steelers possession, they went right back to work again, 57 yards in four quick plays. He hits Gabe Davri, uh, Gabriel Davis with a 13-yard touchdown pass. And at that point, it's 23-7. to Bills are looking good because the Steelers' offense just is not that good. I mean, my God, Beth, Ben Roethlisberger, He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer without question, but he is just no longer the player that he once was. That offense last night was as boring and unimaginative as I've seen in quite a while. Um, All they can do is throw short passes and hope their receivers break tackles and get yards after catch because their receivers really don't win too often on routes. They certainly can't throw the ball over the top, and their running game is horrible. And we knew this coming into the game, that they have not run the ball all season. And they got James Conner back in the lineup, and you thought, well, maybe he can make a difference. He made no difference. He had 10 carries for 18 yards with a long run of five. So they could not run the ball. The Bills realized this, and they just played those short zones and took away a lot of those passes that Roethlisberger now has to live by. And the Steelers just couldn't move the ball. They had one productive drive the entire game. The fir- their first touchdown was set up when Dawson Knox fumbled at the Bills' 30, and they moved it right in for the score. Other than that, the only other drive where they sustained any any consistency at all was the drive that ended early in the fourth quarter when he hit uh, Smith-Schuster for the touchdown and then Ebron for the two-pointer. That was a 10-play, 81-yard drive. They looked like they had found a little bit of rhythm. I thought the Bills were a little bit lax on defense, played a little bit too soft. And, you know, once they got the two-pointer, now it's a one-possession game, and you start to wonder which way it's going to go. But really, the way the Steelers were playing offense most of the night, it probably wasn't too much of a concern for the Bills. And when they went right down and answered the touchdown with a field goal to make it a two-score game again at 26-15, I think most people were feeling pretty good. There was eight minutes to go, and it didn't seem like the Steelers – we're going to be able to drive to get two scores 
And of course, it, it never amounted to anything because Roethlisberger finally threw a deep ball and it was, you know, not a great pass. Levi Wallace made the interception and the Bills um, doing something they haven't done all year. They were able to just grind out the finish of a game. They held the ball for the final seven minutes and 11 seconds. That, that was sort of remarkable because the Bills have not been a team that have been able to close out games in that fashion, and they did in this one. And again, you never know what the Steelers, Roethlisberger has been a great player, and you can't ever count them out, but it was very, very nice that the Bills were able to take a lot of a lot of the mystery out of this thing at the end and possess the ball for as long as they did. Um, that was one of the things that I think Sean McDermott was most proud of was how they closed the game out. That was a, you know, that's a man-on-man, we have to out-physical you to keep the ball, and the Bills managed to do that. They finally were able to run the ball a little bit on that possession. Uh, Allen completed a very big third-down um, conversion pass to Dawson Knox that helped keep that drive alive. It was a nice little, he was wide open. The Steelers dropped the coverage. It was third and 11, and they survived that. And they also had a couple of third and one plays that they gained. They, they got the first down with Josh Allen getting one and Zach Moss the other. And that was it. The Steelers were out of timeouts by that point, and the clock melted away, and that's as good a win as the Bills have had all year. They've beaten some really good teams. Um, That victory over the Rams looks a lot better now. The way the Rams have played lately, they're leading the division in the NFC West. I wasn't all that impressed by the Rams back then, but they've played much better. So that looks like a great win. The, The Seahawks win is obviously a very good one even though they haven't played great until Sunday when they blew out the minor league Jets. Um, that's a great win for the Bills. Um, and now this Steelers game, you know, we've, we've talked about this. The first two games where they played against, you know, teams that we think have a great chance to win the AFC Championship, Kansas City and Tennessee, they lost both of those games. They were completely outplayed by the Titans. And then the, the, the Chiefs, ran the ball all over the Bills, almost 250 yards, I think it was, that night. A very surprising game, and the Bills lost both of those. So this was the other team that you consider a Super Bowl contender in the AFC East, the Steelers, and the Bills finally got it done and beat a team that, you know, they should be right on par with, and quite frankly, it might be a little bit better than. I mean, I think last night proved that I think the Bills are a better team than the Steelers. Now, if they had their full complement on defense, you know, if they had Joe Hayden and and uh, Bud Dupree and Vince Williams and Devin Bush, these are good players. And and who knows, that might have been a different outcome. But the Steelers team that was on the field last night, the Bills, I thought, were clearly the better of the two. And if these teams were to meet down the road, um, you know, as a chance, I guess it would be in Pittsburgh, the Bills still have to overtake them. I would give the Bills a very good chance of winning that game. So, again, very impressed by a lot of things that we saw last night. Um, you know, Josh Allen deserves a lot of credit. You know, this was, not, um, this was not as good a game as we've grown accustomed to seeing Allen play. And, again, you got to give kudos to the Steelers' defense. They were really um, confusing him in the first half. He was 10 of 23 for 76 yards in that first half with an interception plus the Dawson Knox fumble. So things were not going well for the Bills' offense, and they needed some help from their defense, and they got it in a big way. The defense did a good job against Pittsburgh's offense, holding them off the board, and then obviously the Taron Johnson play, which turned the game around. 
But I give Allen, like I said, a lot of credit. Second half, they, you know, they, <laughs> they realized we can get Steph Diggs open against, you know, whoever he was going against, Steven Nelson or whichever cornerback the Steelers tried to match up on him. And Diggs was just fantastic. Allen was sharp. He, the, the routes were run well. The ball was thrown on time. And it was impressive. I mean, Stefan Diggs, what, that, that, is, that is shaping up, I think, maybe as one of the best moves in the NFL all season. That trade with Minnesota to bring him to Buffalo. He's got 100 catches now, leads the NFL, and that ties the Bills' team record for a season. Eric Moulds had exactly 100 in 2002. Diggs still has three games left to play. So it's just been a massive season for him, and he has meant so much to this offense. I mean, that was the piece that they needed. They needed the true number one guy who you know no matter what situation, that guy is going to win on his route, and he's going to be available to throw the ball to. And he was targeted 14 times last night, caught 10 of them, as I said, for 130 yards. Um, just a great performance by him. They, they have not had that. John Brown was a nice player. For the Bills last year, Cole Beasley, you know, is my my favorite guy out there. The way he plays the game, but those two alone, they could not do it. Just the two of them, you know. Isaiah McKenzie wasn't going to give them anything of a threat, but you put Stephon Diggs in that group and make that a threesome for Josh Allen to be playing pitch and catch with. That's a tough group to stop, and Diggs has just taken this offense um, to new heights this season. There's no denying it. Um, that's going to be, it's going to, it's looking like one of the best trades in Bill's history. They've still got three years left on his contract. He's in the prime of his career. And now he's got this almost a full season under his belt with Josh Allen. You can only expect that their relationship is going to grow as these years go on. And I'm looking to see, you know, big, big things from Diggs. Not that we've already haven't seen big things, but you can look into the future and think that, man, those two, you know, you talk about the great duos, right? I mean, there's so many of them in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill with Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Russell Wilson now has DK Metcalf. You can put Steph Diggs and Josh Allen right into the middle of that conversation as, you know, the best duos in the NFL. And that was very much on display in this game against the Steelers. So in terms of the playoff picture, the Bills, you know, they got some, well, they got a lot of help. Um, in fact, by the time some of you might listen to this podcast, the Bills might be in the playoffs. They, they're they awaiting the result Monday night of the Cleveland-Baltimore game. And if Cleveland wins, the Bills have clinched at least a playoff berth. Um, and that means that it was quite a weekend because they needed five things to happen, including you know beating Pittsburgh. And if Cleveland wins this game, all five would have happened and the Bills are in the playoffs. Now, if Baltimore wins the game, the Bills are still in great shape. Um, they have to go out to Denver, play a Saturday afternoon game, and if they win that one, they win the AFC East. Um, if they happen to stub their toe, uh, if the Dolphins lose to the Patriots, the Bills clinch the division. So what I'm saying is, the Bills are just about as sure as sure a bet as you can have that they're going to win. In the at some point in the next three weeks, the division is going to fall and the Bills are going to be champions. So then it's going to be a matter of just what seed that they get. Um, they now have the head-to-head on Pittsburgh. So if the Steelers continue to stub their toes and the Bills can keep winning, there's a chance they can get to number two. I, I don't think they're going to get to number one. They've already lost to the Chiefs. Um, they're two games behind with three to play. That's just not going to happen. 
So the best they're going to be able to do is the two seed. And that would be very nice because that would mean that they would play two home games. Should they win their first home playoff game, they would host the second game as well as the second seed in this season when there's only the one first round bye. So getting the two seed would be very nice for the Bills if they could do it. And it also it gives you the thought that, you know, come that last game of the year against Miami, it may not mean anything in terms of division, but if it means a chance to get the two seed, I would hope that Sean McDermott takes that seriously and doesn't sit his starters um, just to get ready for the playoff game because, as I said, there's a big difference between the two seed and the three seed if you can win your first game. It, that guarantees you that second home game, and that would be big for the Bills. So we'll see what happens. That's still a few weeks down the road. The Bills have to go into Denver, as I said, on Saturday. Um, that's not going to be an easy game. Denver is not having a great season, as we know. They're not going to make the playoffs. They've struggled. Their quarterback hasn't been very good, Drew Locke, but he was much better the last uh, this last game against Carolina. Their defense is pretty stout. Um, never know what the weather is going to be out there. So in terms of Buffalo's passing game, we'll see what it looks like. But it won't be an easy game, and the Bills will be tested. But they're the better team, and I think I've, I've got every confidence that they can go out there and get the job done, lock up the division, and then the final two weeks you take a look and you see what's at stake and you go from there. So, again, wrapping up this Steelers game, just a really impressive performance. Um, I did pick the Bills to win the game. I was waffling there in the second quarter. I even tweeted, is it too late to change my pick? Because it sure didn't look like the Bills' offense was going to do anything last night against that Pittsburgh defense. But as I said, to their credit, they really made some big-time adjustments. And their best players, and mainly I'm talking about Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs on offense, really stepped up when they had to in the second half and, uh, and pulled out a big victory. All right, folks, I will uh, talk to you next week after the Bills-Broncos game. Until then, enjoy your week, and uh, we'll see you later.